<laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Bottom of the Stream Movie Show. My name is Adam. My name is Nick. I had to uh, shout quite loudly because I'm quite far away. We are. I'm in 1936. We're in the Wayback Machine. It's great. Uh, what do you think of the 30s? Dark. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know that there's some bad times are coming. <laughs> yeah. Across the world. It's not going to be a fun do I have? Do I have the ability to... Do I know what I know now? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not having a great time, probably. <laughs> probably not. Uh, why are we in the Wayback Machine? Uh, because you have played your wild card this week on Bottom of the Stream. Uh, us, as your hosts, yep. and our top-level Patreons will get a wild card every season on Bottom of the Stream. And that means we turn off Robin the Randomizer for a week yep. and get to choose which movie we are watching. And this is what you have chosen. This is what I've chosen. Why I've, have you chosen this? I wanted to do something a little bit different. I figured we we have we do an eighties movie occasionally on this show, and I figured we'd probably do one. We haven't done one for a while. Um, and then I was like, I got to eighties movies on Netflix, and then I kept going, yeah. and I got further and further back, and I found this, and I was like, I didn't know it existed. Yeah, I was like, why not? We've never done it before. We've, I've never seen a movie this old before, apart from probably Wizard of Oz, and even that's not quite as old. No, nope. but. Yeah, so I thought, why not? Fuck it, let's just do it. It's the shortest movie we've ever done. It's only an hour and five minutes long. Okay. And it's the oldest movie we've ever done by quite a considerable time. 40 odd years, probably. Yeah. Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street. A a story which I'm sure most of you are familiar with. Yes. If not this version. Absolutely. Do you want to hear some history on the actual story of Sweeney Todd? Why not? Before we get into it. Sweeney Todd is a fictional character who first appeared as a villain in a Penny Dreadful serial called The String of Pearls, okay, which was released in 1846 and 1847. Um, it tells the story of a legend of a barber from Fleet Street who murders his customers with a straight razor and gives their corpses to Mrs. Lovett, the partner in crime who bakes their flesh into meat pies. Um, since then, the tale has been told multiple times in various different medias. Um, there are claims that Sweeney Todd was her real-life historical person. Okay. Peter Hanning, I think his name was. He wrote a book about it. I have that book. It's on the desk right next to you. You do, yeah. Um, since that book was released, it has been widely disputed and pretty much debunked. Um, but it's quite an inter- entertaining book, so you should probably check it out. Yeah, it's been it's been around for going on for 200 years, 180 years as a story. Yeah. So, uh, And it's been told numerous times. Yes, I mean, look, there's a very famous musical. Yeah. There's a film version of that. Yes. It might have been the last time Tim Burton did anything halfway decent. <laughs> and even that's still not amazing. Yeah. I would say. I would think most people have a passing knowledge of at least what Sweeney Todd's profession is and the sort of yeah. story behind him. Oldest reference to the story in its present form is found in the diary of the Swedish traveller Per Lundström and his diary dating from the middle of the 17th century. Okay. Um, the story, though, is set in Calais, which is where the author heard the story. Um, the story includes all the details of the legends except for the name of the character himself. It's also possibly based on a character from a Charles Dickens Pickwick Papers, who was a butcher who made pies out of cats. Okay. <laughs> so um, they reckon it might have come from there. It could have also come from Martin Chuswick. Cat pie, there. anyone? Yeah, no thanks. I'll take the fur off. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's a story that's as old as stories itself. <laughs> Why not? So this particular version or this particular telling of this story, as we just said, was released in 1936. It doesn't have a rating in the UK. It is rated as A. 
for all. Do we not go back and rate? I don't think so. Old films. Yeah, maybe not. Doesn't have one. Uh, it's on for one hour and five minutes, and it's currently rated at five point eight out of ten on IMDb. Okay, so it's right in our wheelhouse. Oh, yeah, right yeah. in the middle of the sure. middle of the uh, scale. <laughs> that's the word I'm looking for. Uh, this film stars a guy called Todd Slaughter. Aptly named. Aptly named. Um, also known as the immortal Todd Slaughter. Yeah, that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> um, and he's also known as Europe's horror man. That's okay. what he says on the poster for this yeah. film. Um, he plays a character called Sweeney Todd. Um, he had it's the ambition in life to make films that Victorian people would have made had they been able to make films. Yeah. He was in lots of Victorian movies. Um, he's also widely regarded as England's version of Bela Lugosi or Boris Karloff. Except you've never heard of him. Except you've never heard of him. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you want to know a bit more about Todd Slaughter? Yes. What an interesting character what this guy is. What an interesting character this guy is. So he was born Norman Carter Slaughter on the 19th of March, 1885. Um, so only a few years younger than the actual story of Sweeney Todd himself. Um, he was an English actor best known for playing over-the-top maniacs in macabre film adaptations of Victorian melodramas. He pretty much invented the term ham. He's very hammy. Uh, well, look, if there's one way for his performance in this movie, it certainly would be hammy. I, in fact, texted you that. You did, About yeah. 15 minutes into me watching this movie. You did, indeed. He usually played the villain uh, in films. He started off on stage, though, as N. Carter Slaughter. That was his first okay. original acting name. Um, he primarily played the conventional leading man or character roles. Um, after the First World War, he ran the Theatre Royal in Chatham in Kent and before taking over the Elephant and Castle Theatre in London for a memorable few years from 1924. Those years have since passed into British theatrical legend apparently. I don't know why but that's what it says. Um, His company at that time revived Victorian blood and funded melodramas such as Maria Martin, Sweeney Todd, Jack Shepard and The Silver King. Um, He went on to play the role of Sweeney Todd on stage over 2,000 times. That's before this movie. Before this movie. Um, it was in 1925 that he has adapted his stage name as Todd Slaughter, um, but he was still at that point playing heroic roles on stage. Um, he went on to play like, all sorts of like Sherlock Holmes characters, that yep. sort of thing, back in the day. Um, he played Long John Silver in Treasure Island in 1931, went on to win awards for that. Um, it wasn't until the age of 49 that he began his career in films, mainly because films weren't a thing <laughs> when he was younger than that. Um his first ever film was called Maria Martin or Murder in the Red Barn in 1935, uh, which is a Victoria melodra- Victorian melodrama film cheaply with Slaughter as the obvious evildoer. Um, his second movie role was this one. Okay. So he went on to play this. He was then uh, went on to play roles in The Crimes of Sherlock, uh, Stephen Hawke, The Tickets of Leave Man, The Face at the Window, Crimes at the Dark House. and But most of his films were known as Quota Quickies. Yep. Uh, which is basically... There was a government requirement back when cinema was first a thing that at least a percentage of films shown in cinemas in Britain had to be British made. So a lot of low quality British films were made just to fill that quota. So they're known as quota quickies. Um, and that's what he basically went on to do. Um, he started in all sorts of Victorian films. Jack, he played Jack the Ripper a few times. Um, moving into the 50s, he played a couple of films in the 50s. Um, however, the public's appetite for melodrama seems to have abated somewhat by the stage and he was declared bankrupt in 1953. So he, after all of that, ended up with no money. Wow. Um, that owed to a downturn in his touring income. He continued to act on stage. His final play was Molière's The Gay Invalid opposite future horror star Peter Cushing. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. 
on February the fifth, on February the nineteenth, nineteen fifty-six, at the age of seventy, Slaughter died of coronary thrombosis in Derby. After his death, which followed a performance of Maria Martin, his work slipped almost completely into obscurity. Film historians recently have revived interest in Slaughter's cycle of melodramatic films, placing them in a tradition of cinema of excess, which also includes the Gainsborough melodramas and some Hammer horrors. He basically died and disappeared. Yeah, nobody, fascinating. Nobody knows who he is, but he's a fascinating guy. There are other people in this film, obviously. There's not many. Um, Stella Rowe plays Mrs. Lovett, and John Singer plays Tobias, who's the young kid. Um, they're the only three people that have really got any presence on IMDb. There's nothing about anybody else in it, really. I've got a good fact about one of the cast members. Go for it. I may wait until she turns up in the film. Okay. Sounds good to me. Let's do it. Because I've seen her in something else. What? <laughs> yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. Something else from 1992. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a tease. Wow, there, there is a tease. Okay. <laughs> uh, it was directed by a guy called George King. Um, he read loads of this type of film again. He was making those quota quickies. Um, but he was just churning films out left, right and centre. It's interesting that we've recently interviewed a man who loves making Victoria Victorian movies. And now yes. we're doing an original Victorian movie. Uh, written by Frederick Hayward and H.F. Maltby. That's all my facts on this film. Good names. Thank you. But I didn't name them, but thank you. <laughs> Do you have a one-word review of Sweeney Todd and the Demon, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street? I was going to say cutting, but interestingly, yep. he never cuts anyone's throat. Never cuts anyone's throat. So I'm going to say trap door. Don't you open <laughs> yeah. that trap door. <laughs> Because there's something down there. Uh, in fact, in the original story of Sweeney Todd, he only slit throats if the people survived the fall through yeah. the trapdoor. So that's what that's what he means by polishing them off. So the, the death was supposed to come through. I'm going to get this neck. out of the way straight away. I did giggle when he said, I'm going to polish you off, <laughs> which he says a lot in this movie. That is his catchphrase. It is his catchphrase. It was Sweeney Todd's catchphrase at yeah. the time, um, mainly because he made it Sweeney Todd's catchphrase in the 2000 stage shows that he did. Um, yeah, but the original story is when he told he doesn't slit throats unless the people survive the fall. In the Johnny Depp one, the throat gets slit and then the fall gets yes. done. So it's just a way. It's a bit more gruesome for a modern audience, I suppose. Where does this film start, Nick? Credits. Credit sequence. Pre-film credit sequence. Yeah. Do you know why? Because you have to have the credits in front of your film back then. Back then you did. There's no credits at the end of this film. Yeah. This film stops and Netflix just cuts off, <laughs> which took me a bit by surprise. Uh, yeah, so credits... Uh, and then we're in London. We are. We're in present day London, yep. except the present is 1936. 1936. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's such... A... I wasn't expecting the framing of no, yeah, in, a... F- in terms of a... Well, I'll say flashback, but you know what it I mean. It is a flashback. It's a, yeah. it's, it's basically... The whole film's a flashback. So we start off with a man entering a barber... A modern, modern day barber shop. Yeah. <laughs> and he... Goes to get a shave, basically. Goes he does. For a he shave. says he's a, a, a London businessman. Yes. And basically the barber is chatting away to him. And he, this man spots a painting on the wall. Yeah. His barbers. And it's of Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Or the legend of Sweeney Todd. So this barber begins to tell the story. He does. The as, as, the guy is, as they are, uh, the barber and his assistant are... Shaving. Foaming the guy up. Yeah, absolutely. And then... He says, uh, that's Sweeney Todd. He was the best proponent of a razor that london's ever seen yeah let me tell you this story it was about a hundred years ago yeah so even though this film's now almost a hundred years old it's 86 years old we're now going back even further yeah 
So yeah, it's the first step, probably the first use of a flashback in cinema history. Maybe who knows? Might be. Um, at the beginning, we meet two boys who meet up with two girls. That's how this film starts. Sure. Uh, we are at the docks. Yes. For they are going away on voyage. Yes. Um, that this is clearly a set. Yeah. The whole film's set outside, but that we're inside for all of it. <laughs> There's nothing set outside on location anywhere. We're yeah, in stu- We're in studios and filming in studios. Um, yeah, so these are two sailors who have just come back to shore or are just about to leave. Uh, they're about to leave. Yeah, so they're, they're about to leave on a journey. Uh, there is Mark. Yep. Uh, who is betrothed or would... Would like to be betrothed. Yes, is seeking uh, the blessing of his... Uh, Lady's father. Yes. Uh, and that is Joanna. Yep. These names will be familiar to you if you have seen any other version. Yeah, of absolutely. This All of the names will be. Um, Joanna's father is the governor. Yeah. He's like in charge of boats. He's in charge of boats and stuff. And the other lady is Joanna's like lady in waiting, I guess. Yeah. Like servant lady. She's called Nan. Even though she's young. Uh, I've seen the lady uh, who is named Davina Craig, who okay. played Nan. Right. In a movie before. Really? Uh, which I didn't realise till after when I was reading a bit about these uh, people. Okay. Uh, I saw her in a movie that was released in 1992. Wow. Uh, directed by Peter Jackson because Davina Craig emigrated to New Zealand. Right. Later in life. And she had a part in Brain Dead. Really? Which I think was Peter Jackson's second movie. Yeah, I think it was. Um, which she must have been, a zombie film. She must have been old by then. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Fact. Good facts. Yeah, I like it. Didn't That's expect. Mad. That's absolutely mad. <laughs> How is somebody in this film also in Brain Dead? Yeah, crazy. That is absolutely mad. Um, as soon as she started talking, I put the subtitles on for this film. She's too English, even for me. I could not understand a word of what this She's lady was saying. English. She was very English. I mean, it doesn't help that the sound in this is shot. Yes. I mean, the the dialogue's all right. Yeah. But the 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 soundtrack's gone. So Completely. You, you can hear background music, but it sort of fades in and out, yeah. and it's you get just hints of it. It's quite ghostly, actually. It and is. actually, although it's not the way this film was designed to be heard, no, I thought it quite added to it. Yeah, maybe you may be right. It's it's definitely not you, been remastered. This no, film. you just it's, hit you hear the odd sort of plink or screech of a violin. But yeah, it's it's like you're like really straining to hear the whole thing and it's i, I just like, added been, to the atmosphere would it have been perfor- music would have been performed live maybe whilst these films were being played out i don't know i've no idea maybe i don't know but no it has not in any way been remastered um at all it's it is quite difficult to hear some of the dialogue so i i just put the subtitles on because i was missing stuff and especially when this, this Nan lady was talking, because I had not got a clue what she was saying. Yeah, so Nan meets up with Pearlie. Yeah. Uh, I think I've just put these are the two commoners. Yeah. Um, uh, Pearlie is also going away on this voyage. Yeah, he's basically Mark's assistant, and Nan's yeah. Joanna's Squire. assistant. Squire. Yeah. Um, and then we meet Sweeney for the first time. Um, he's, uh, he's just there to wave this ship off. Yeah, he's basically hiding behind a phone box and being creepy and old and weird and he's he talks about how people have beautiful throats yes which doesn't set anybody's alarm bells or anything no, he's just talking to a passerby about yeah but yeah um 
He's waiting to because he wants some time with the governor. Yes. We um, don't know why yet. We don't know why yet. The governor shows up at this point. He is Joanna's father, as we've just mentioned. He does not like Mark. No, he's like, you're poor. Get away from my daughter. Yeah. Get my daughter back get on in the this boat. carriage. And you get off on that boat and we never want to see you again. Uh, he sends Mark back to his ship. Um, basically, Sweeney grasped them up. He's like, your daughter's just been talking to that sailor over there. Yeah, you should get to, down here. Because... Yeah, trying to get into the pocket of the governor is what he's doing. Uh, that's because he wants a stake in the new ship that the boat company he does is indeed. building or about to launch. He does. And it's £15,000 yeah. is what he's prepared to pay. It's a lot of money back then. It's a lot of money now. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> but in 1936, I imagine it was a lot of money. And 100 years before that, I imagine it was a heck of a lot of money. Oakley says to bad him, for a, Governor for Oakley says, look, I'm interested in you investing. How about we discuss it later over a bowl of cut mutton <laughs> and boiled fowl? Oh, that sounds lovely, doesn't it? Yeah. Sheep and chicken. <laughs> Boiled chicken. Boiled chicken and cut mutton. Yeah. What? Well, yeah, you have to cut it. Sweeney Todd says, that sounds great. That sounds lovely. You know me. Yeah. I love my mutton and love my fowl. love a bit of cut mutton. Um, so we cut briefly, but Joanna's then crying at home. She's in love with this guy. Yeah. She's not allowed to see him. Um, then Sweeney gets a new apprentice. He gets a new boy. Yes, a new boy. He's basically... I think they said he's gone through seven in the last eight days or something. Seven in seven weeks. Seven in seven weeks. Suspicious. Yeah. And the guy from the, I think it's basically the guy from the local council. I think it's like a children's home or something. Yeah, but it just sells children. Oh, maybe. But it's like, look, this is your eighth one in eight weeks. What the hell are you doing with them? I think he's just selling waifs to businessmen. Um, Uh, A great character name for this young lad, by the way. Go on. Tobias Rag. Great name. Great name. But it is, a, it is a character in the traditional story. Yeah. In the Johnny Depp version, he's called Toby. So yeah. I guess that kind of works. Um, he, he has to declare that he's there of his own free will. He make, he, They make him say that to it sure. out loud to, uh, to say that he is. This guy was, um, he died in nine, He died at the age of 67. Okay. So he lived a healthy life, not a very old day. Um, he gets a the man who sells the children gets a guinea for every boy that he takes a guinea is worth about a pound in modern day okay um, and Todd instantly when the man leaves gives uh, Tobias a penny to go and buy a pie from Mrs. Lovett's pie shop only after he tells him a story about a barber's boy he used to know yes who um, couldn't keep a secret yes and had his tongue cut out mm. so yeah uh, then yeah off to the pie shop with you yep Goes to buy a pie. He goes to meet Mrs. Lovett. Uh, she gives him a pie. Uh, she, he basically tells her that he's Sweeney's new apprentice boy. Yes. She knows how this deal works. Um, she, whilst the boy is down buying his pie or up buying his pie. Oh, she, he's eating it. He's supposed to be yeah. eating it and not coming back for a while. Yeah. So she goes down into a tunnel, basically. That yeah. is A shared basement. Yes. The, the Between... two shops have a shared yeah. basement. Um, uh, up up the stairs and she's in the, she's in the barber shop. Yes, she is indeed. And she does not like Sweeney Todd. They kind of vaguely blackmail each other. Yeah. She's like, I could ruin you. Yeah, she friends And he's like, well, I could, I could ruin you. Yeah. That's she why says, we're in this relationship. She said, I could hang you, Sweeney Todd. Yeah. That was one of her lines. It's interesting She's that... She's like, don't squander our money. Yeah. It's but, interesting that in the early telling of the Sweeney Todd stories, these two were enemies. And as the stories evolved over the years, they become lovers. Yeah. And they're actually lovers in the more recent tellings of this But story. we're quite... 
this is already clearly a well-established scheme that they have yeah, going on. Yeah. We're not joining it at its start, that's do, for sure. Do Going into this Tory of Sweeney Todd, do you find Mrs. Lovett a bit more monstrous than Sweeney Todd himself? But the fact that she's she's doing the butchery, cu- cutting she's and cooking cutting and, and cutting and willingly selling these body parts to passersby. I, think I she, mean, if we're point scoring, yeah, yeah, I guess. I think she's a but, bit more monstrous. Um, I don't know why because you're she's not so, doing the killing. Yeah, but she's um, al- almost a bit sympathetic as a character. People kind of feel for her a little bit more. And I think she's possibly a little bit worse. Um, yeah, they have a bit of an argument. He, she threatens to expose him. She says, "I could get you hung." Uh, Tobias walks back in. Yes. And he's like, what the fuck? You were just next door. <laughs> he was very confused about how she managed to get there before him. Um, Sweeney then says, look, what have you fuck have you come back here for? You're far too early. I'll yeah. cut your tongue off, you little brat. He, he's not nice to Tobias at all. Um, we then cut back to Joanna. She's getting dressed up. She's uh, getting ready for dinner. Yeah, so Sweeney Todd, because he's going to his appointment with the mutton and yep. the boiled fowl. Uh, and we hear Joanna say that Sweeney Todd is a pig. Yeah, she doesn't uh, like I don't him. know why he's coming over. Yeah. Meanwhile, that guy's bad news. Yeah, meanwhile, the governor is getting a, an update on the cost of this new ship from his, I guess, business partner secretary or secretary. Business, yeah. um, the cost of the ship is too high. They need another £9,000. Yeah. Sweeney's prepared to invest fifteen. Sweeney's the governor's new best friend. Um, Joanna enters the room. Uh, dinner's then ready. And we all sit down and have some dinner together. Yeah. And then we could suddenly cut to the next morning. Yeah. That's the end of that day. <laughs> yeah. There's no like character development over dinner or no. no. Um Todd is then Sweeney Todd is then greeting new arrivals at the dock. A ship has docked. And he is greeting people. He's basically trying to entice them into his shop. It really made me laugh uh several times in this movie. Basically every time Sweeney Todd procures a victim. Yeah. The victim literally walks off the boat and goes, Oh, I am home. And boy, am I a rich man. <laughs> my my pockets are full of guineas or pearls or <laughs> literally precious this stones. Got, this guy gets his pearls out and he's like... Mm-hmm. Like grotty, you know, Victorian London full of ne'er-do-wells and there's all these rich, stupid rich guys going, I'm rich. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. It's very hammy. Yeah. Uh, we cut back to Joanna. She's now she's still getting trained, getting ready. Um, she she reveals. I laughed at this line because I thought it was quite funny. She reveals that she's only wearing seven petticoats. Yes, and that isn't enough. Nan says you need to be wearing at least nine. She goes to grab her two more. I thought that was quite funny. Um, cut back to Sweeney Todd. He puts the man in his chair. Yeah, special chair. Everyone goes. Everyone always goes to sit in the wrong chair. In yeah, this movie, and, and he has to move, move them over to the correct one. Uh, Tobias grabs some shaving foam, shaving gel. Or a lot of talk of polishing off. Yes, there is. Stage. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it was innuendo at the time? No, no, not at all. No, it's no, not, is it? It's weird, isn't it? How it's become... Yeah. This film's become more funny than and, it should be. Uh, this, this guy, literally, this rich guy, sits in the chair and he actually goes, oh, yes, so uh, I've not been back in England for 12 years. I went to seek my fortune. I found my fortune. It's all here in my pocket, in my bag. This bag's full of cash. Uh, oh, by the way, I've got no living relatives. I'm all on my own. <laughs> I've got no friends, got no relatives. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does happen. Um, Tobias levers, levers him up, lavers him up with uh, shaving cream. And when he's finished that, Sweeney says to him, here's a sweet penny. Go out and buy yourself a pie. Don't come back till you finished it. Yeah. A big enough pie to walk to X part of London and back. Yeah. That's that's what he always says. Yeah. 
Um, and then as soon as Tobias leaves the shop, Sweeney almost clubs his fingers together like an yeah. evil doer. There's literally a he's got, <laughs> Yeah, he's got an evil, he's got a really good evil laugh, to be fair. He pulls a little curtain back and there's a lever behind this little curtain. He pulls the lever, the man falls through the floor, Todd does his evil laughing again, and the man is now dead in his basement. Yeah. It's it's a it's a a scheme that can't go wrong. Sweeney Todd gets down there first. He pockets this uh, bejeweled necklace. Yes, he's got like a... And he, he sort of squirrels it away before Mrs. Lovett comes around the corner. Yes. Because they're obviously supposed to be splitting all the Everything. proceeds. yeah. But Todd's siphoning something off yeah. every time by the looks of things. So her, her cue to go down into the basement is Tobias buying the pie because yeah. she knows that he's been sent away. It's time for her to go down to the basement. He then leaves... Love it with the body. Yeah, this so is right over the, to you. Yeah, this I've, is the point I've where I've got another she's meeting. A bit more monstrous than he is yeah. because she's like dragging this body away to get ready to butcher it. Sure, and cut it up for views and the pies. Um, he goes away and he goes to meet the governor. Oh well, firstly he goes he goes for he goes a riding with Joanna. Oh, of course, and gives her the necklace. Yes, um, it's an old school way to shot shoot a carriage ride. Yeah. It's basically a screen playing footage behind them. It is, yeah. But it's nice though, isn't it? It's a, it's a nice, cosy old yeah. Hollywood. It's just how it works. Uh, yeah, he gives her this jewel necklace. It's like a... He's creepy, he's lecherous. He's, yeah. he wants she this, knows straight away. She's he Joanna's wants this young lover. girl. Yeah. And she's not she interested in this for. dirty old man. Uh, and then, surprisingly... Yeah, this one takes a turn here. a caption yeah. on the screen. Yeah. Uh, and the caption reads... The Golden Hope, which is the ship yep. which Mark and Pearlie went off on. The Golden Hope nears the African outpost of Trader Patterson. Yeah, we're going to the jungle, boys. Yeah. We're out of London now. Yeah. We're on a boat. <laughs> uh, Mark and Pearlie are talking about the girls they left behind. Yeah. And how they miss them. All yeah. that sort of stuff. And then we meet this African trader who's waiting for this ship to arrive so we can start selling them some stuff. Yeah. Um, there's also some tribal people I've written in, yeah. in inverted commas. Um, they're also waiting for this ship to arrive. Well, the the the, the natives are starting to surround the outpost. Yeah, there's there's going to be a fight, um, and then there is a fight. Do we talk about how problematic this scene is? It's nine thirty six. It know, is problematic now. But how do you? It. I'm just saying, it's going to play a part in what I think of this movie. Because that's how my modern day brain is wired. <laughs> yes. Uh, because basically the next five to eight minutes of this movie are incredibly racist. Unbelievably <laughs> racist. Yes. And insensitive. And it, it just... Obviously it wouldn't happen be made today. But I'm also kind of thinking, should it even be in... It's difficult, isn't it, yeah. to say you should go back and take bits out of films which are of their time. No, I don't think you can. But it's it's, it's it's problematic. It's do really also, offensive. Do you also look at it that like these there's 10, 12, maybe 15 black actors who have been given a role in this film, <laughs> which wouldn't happen in many films in that era, maybe. Yeah. And they would have got paid for it. They would I, I, I can't <laughs> even bring myself to say what the... the, the slave let's say yes yeah. the slave of trader patterson is named in this movie um it's just i don't know if i picked up it's one. awful is it really yeah okay yeah don't say it then. i'm not going to <laughs> uh, but basically we'll cut we'll 
It's completely unnecessary in this film as well. This whole if scene this is. bit wasn't in this film, it wouldn't matter. No, because all this exists. All the only reason this part exists in this film is that so that Mark can get these pearl, this bag of pearls. Yeah. Should we skip through the whole thing? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, th- there's a tribal attack on this outpost. The trader who lives there, Patterson, I guess his name was, yeah. he gets killed in the kerfuffle. His his slave goes to the boat to, to say, come on, help. help us We're out. under attack. The sailors go onto the shore. The man dies. He gives Mark a bag full of yeah, pearls. Yeah, the, the sailors fight off the natives. Yeah, he gives Mark a bag full of pearls and tells him where he wants to be buried. Yeah. On the island, where, whichever island they're on. When Patterson got shot by the arrow, that was hilarious as well. <laughs> yeah, it really was. It was really bad acting. Yeah. And when the one of them gets speared as well, that was quite yeah. bad. Todd, Sweeney Todd, meanwhile. Oh, also in the fight, the 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 um, Golden Hope's captain dies. Yes, there's two deaths. It's yeah. Trader Patterson and the captain, captain. of the he, ship. He's the one who gets speared, isn't yeah. he? Captain. So Mark is now acting captain. So facto captain, and he's also got a bag massive full bag of pills. Of pills. <laughs> yeah. So this poor man that the governor did not want his daughter hanging around with is now a man who runs a ship and has a bag of pills. Yes. He's a rich pirate pirate Sailor. <laughs> he's not a pirate um meanwhile we go back to sweeney todd he's not happy that joanna is not interested in him the deal's stalled yeah he kind of says to the governor look we've been talking about this for ages yeah when am i getting some profit basically yeah and he basically blackmails the governor into giving him his daughter yeah he says if you're running his financial troubles he says if you can't return my invest or give me a return on my investment i'll just take the whole ship yeah and that would bankrupt the governor, which yeah. can't happen. So, and it, but he's like, he gives him an ultimatum, doesn't he? He's like, because the governor laughs it off to start with, because he says, "I want your daughter." Yeah, and he's like, you're, "But you're so much older," and he kind of laughs it off, and then Todd blackmails him. Yeah, he says, "Make your to, daughter marry me." Yeah, and I'll consider our debt uh, paid. Yeah. Um, to be fair, the governor though is not up for it. No, and to be fair, I was quite surprised that this wasn't just formulaic because after todd leaves joanna comes in yeah and talks to her father and, and he's clearly worried and she says what's wrong he says oh i'm in debt you know I co- it's gonna back the company i owe todd money uh but he doesn't sell her out no because i was like oh he's just gonna yeah, say oh, oh the only way out of this is if you marry him nope yeah. he's a good dad he's not having it he doesn't doesn't mention it to her. You probably um, you maybe get the impression that he knows who Sweeney Todd is and what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, he's not. It seems to be like an open secret. Yeah, it? he's not letting his daughter anywhere near her. Like he works for the BBC. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> when the next time we see Sweeney Todd is when Mrs. Lovett comes in and catches him dyeing his hair, which I presume is because he's just been told he's too old. Yeah, I guess so. Because <laughs> it just was like, yeah. why is he dyeing his hair? But he is dyeing his hair. Um, because she says, doesn't she say like, oh, you don't look a day older than her father. Yes, she does say that. quite a good line. Because news has travelled that he is into Joanna. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mrs. Lovett is fully aware of this and he's going to use it against him. Um, meanwhile, Tobias brings news. Tobias comes back to the shop and brings news that the Golden Hope is back. Yeah, it's approaching London. Yes. So you need to get down there to get some new uh, custom. And if we do. Todd goes down there and he immediately approaches Mark. Yeah, because Mark is in charge, and he convinces him that he needs a haircut. He says, "Look, you good, you know, cap, back. captain like you. You must. Are you off to see your lady friend? Yeah. Well, come and come and sharpen up at mine. I'll Todd, polish you off. Obviously, Todd knows who Mark is. He knows yeah. he's Joanna's love interest in this film, and he knows that he wants him to sit in his chair. 
Um, Joanna also then gets word that the ship is back. Yeah, Nan tells her. Nan, her and Nan have a bit of a... Uh, she says, oh, by the way, uh, your boyfriend's rich. Yeah, and he has survived, yeah. which they're both happy about. And also Pearly has survived, which is Nan's love interest. So they're quite happy. They have a bit of a dance around, don't they? Yeah. Their, their boys are back in town. Um, meanwhile, Sweeney gets Mark into his chair. Um, but Mrs. Lovett knows what he's up to here. She's, she's creeping like, around already. She's already downstairs. basically down in the basement. She knows why Mark's in that chair. She knows he's not. She doesn't think he's rude. And she's suspicious because no, she suspicious. said it earlier that Sweeney is like siphoning off yeah. part of the, the funds. And she knows she that he's there. hot on Joanna, who is Mark's. Um, so he, Tobias lathers him up again to get his shave ready. And then Sweeney sends him away again. We know the uh, how this works. And surprisingly to everybody, I think, he drops him with the lead. He pulls yeah, the lever. I, did, I didn't think it was going to happen. I didn't think it was going to happen. And he drops him through the hatch. Um as soon as he hits the ground, Mrs. Lovett moves the body out of the way. Yes, she does. Um, so when Sweeney comes down, he obviously assumes that oh, Mark's... Sweeney's already took the pills. Yes, he has taken before, them, he, before he drops the, before he drops the chair. Um, Sweeney comes down, assumes obviously that Mark's survived this fall. Yeah, and has got away somehow. So he starts freaking out a little bit. Yeah, because Lovett says, "Oh, have you checked the secret passage? Yes, because there's a convenient secret passage." <laughs> Tobias out then to comes the street. back. Um, I don't know because Mrs. Lovett's shop's closed because yeah. obviously she's down in the cellar he comes back he's like I can't get a pie t- t- Todd Slaughter twats him in the face <laughs> literally hits that kid yeah. there's no way that's a fake movie screen hit he beats the shit out of him he smacks him he goes down then he kicks him back out again um, Todd is then he's starting to panic a bit now he yeah, can't he's really find confused about where this body is um, Mrs. Lovett says she's not seen it she has no idea what's going on so Sweeney goes to investigate. There's a hidden like alleyway out yeah. of the uh, of the uh, basement. So he goes down there to investigate. He can't find anything. Can't find anything. We find out that Mrs. Lovett has hidden Mark in a crate. Yes. In the basement. Um, Todd comes back. He hasn't found anything. We find out at this point that Mark survives the drop. Yeah. Mark is still kind alive. Kind of starting to come around. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and Mrs. Lovett says, stay there. I will help until you. Until I can sneak you I will out come later back on. And I will help you when it's dark. Yeah. Later... He just turns up at Joanna's door. Yeah, so he escapes <laughs> off camera yeah. or is helped off camera. Yeah, he's just there. He's just, just at Joanna's window. He's absolutely fine. He has no ill effects from this thing that kills uh, everybody he's not else. Got his pearls. He hasn't got his pearls, but he also is alive. Yes, true. Which this drop kills everybody else that we know of, but he is alive and doesn't seem to have any ill effects. Um, he goes to Joanna's like bedroom window door to try and sneak yeah. into her bedroom, which is, I imagine, quite... He tells her what's happened. Days. Gives her like, the full story. He's I'm going like, to get even with this guy. I was rich when I got back off the ship. I've been robbed. I'm now poor again. Yeah. And she's like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> but Mark says, I will bring Sweeney Todd down. Um, then they do a very unconvincing screen kiss where yes, they basically they kiss each other's ears. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he leaves. Mr. Parsons then turns up at Sweeney's shop. This is a fence. Yes. <laughs> so he's the guy who basically, when Sweeney gets something he needs to sell, goods. he handles the stolen goods. His name's Mr. Parsons. He doesn't want the pearls. He's like, nah, pearls aren't in. Pearls are not in. And also, they're quite hot. Yeah. People know that Mark came back with pearls. Um, yeah, he's, he calls him out, doesn't he? Yeah, he says, right. I uh, I know where you got those pearls from. Yep. I know about the mis- There's a missing rich guy because he never turned up at his hotel. Yep. Um, and uh, I know about this boys. It's pretty obvious what's going yeah. on here, Sweeney. That's yeah. what he says. Um, Mark, we then go back to Mark, and he's fun- he thinks, I'm going to bring 
Sweeney down, and I'm going to do this by dressing up as a farmer. Yeah, he's going to, like, you know, master of disguise. There's all sorts of Sweeney, uh, there's all sorts of Scooby-Doo surprises going on. Yeah. Like, yeah, so Mark and Pearly work together, and he, he's got a wig, um, a few false sideburns. He puts them on, all of a sudden he's a farmer. Uh, it doesn't look any different at all, by the way. It puts a little <laughs> bit of a country voice on Yeah, it. a little bit. Um, Parson, meanwhile, does offer Sweeney Todd some money for the pearls, which he didn't want. He offers him seven grand. I um, thought he asked Sweeney Todd for seven grand. He does, because then he twists he says, it. Yeah, he? he says, you give so, me seven grand and I'll keep your secret. He does. So Sweeney thinks... Oh, and I'll keep the pearls. Yeah, so Sweeney, he says to Sweeney to start with, how's five grand? Sweeney's like, no, they're worth more than that. He's like, how's seven grand? And Sweeney's like, yeah, I'll take seven grand. He's like, no, I'm taking seven grand from you. Because yeah. I, you need, you've got a secret and I'm going to keep it. Um, I've got all the evidence I need to bring you down and I'm going to blackmail you. So give me seven grand. And Sweeney says, fine, I'll go and get you seven grand. Have a seat in my chair. <laughs> As if Mr. Parsons doesn't know everything that's going on. Well, first, he twats him with a stool. He does twat him with a stool after he asks for the pearls and seven grand in gold sovereigns he yeah. wanted it in. Uh, he twats him with a, pull, uh, with a stool. Um, because the guy's an idiot and I love turned the his cut back on him because yeah, you, it cuts before he hits him with the stool and the stool is clearly intact yeah. when he hits him but then when it after the cuts made the stool's in a million pieces yeah, on, on the floor, floor. Just, again it just added to it yeah it did because it's, it's just of its time so he knocks it him out of the stool is. he puts him in the chair and tips him into the basement um, then as soon as he's done that literally the second after Mark shows up yeah. in his farmer disguise and literally and Sweeney's not there at this point, is he? He meets Tobias first. Yeah. So Tobias tells him that he's afraid of Todd. Um, and Mark, Mark says to Tobias, look, I will save you from this man. Yeah, take this note. Take to... this note to Joanna and tell her it has my mark on it. Yeah. Like drop in the word. Just say Whatever you mark. do, say the word mark and she will know what you mean. Um, also, Pearlie's outside, Mark's mate. He's dressed as a monk for no unexp- for an unexplained reason. I think it's presumably the only two costumes they had in the dressing up box. Yeah, sure. Monk and farmer. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he gets into the basement. He finds this secret passage and reverses it and gets into the basement. Meanwhile, Tobias is playing along now with the uh, ruse and he starts lavering Mark up. And Todd, they go through the normal protocol. He lavers Todd up, uh, Mark up. Todd sends him away. And then <laughs> this bit made me laugh as well. Todd. Sweeney Todd pulls the lever with Mark in the chair again yeah. and flips him, but he holds on. Yeah, he just holds on. <laughs> he just holds on to the arm. And he's hanging upside and down. When he's underneath. He's, I presume this chapter's got two chairs. I guess so, yeah. It's like, it spins yeah. and there's another chair and then yeah. it spins back and there's another chair. And he's holding on. And obviously, Pearlie's already down there. He saves Mark. And they're now both in the basement. And then they leave. They just go. They just go. I was like, oh, you're not going to... Do anything. Get him now? No. You're just going to go? Yeah. Just proving that... This I think he just a... wanted to prove his point, even yeah. though he'd already been flipped once already. It was bizarre. Um, Todd then goes to see Mrs. Lovett. No, he goes downstairs. He's like, yeah. fuck, where's, where's this the, guy the, gone There's now? one survived now. <laughs> Mrs. Lovett's down there and she's like, he's convinced that she's helping him. Yeah, and she she's says, I didn't people. help this one. No, I did help the last one. And he says, oh, oh so, so you he did, did help the last one. Yeah. And then they have a fight and she pulls a knife on him and everything. They have a fight over the table. Um. And then Tobias arrives at Joanna's house. This bit was weird. This bit was weird. Um, he tells her absolutely everything. He's completely honest with her. He tells her everything, the whole story that he knows. Yeah. He doesn't know everything, but he, he's got his ideas of what's going on. Three things are happening at once now. <laughs> yeah, so we're all, we're all kicking so, off. 
Mark sends Pearly to get the rest of the crew from the boat. Yep. Because they're going to go after Todd. Yep. Pearly, in the meantime, is eating a pie while this conversation yep, is going cause on. Yeah, because he snuck a pie. He snuck a pie from the basement. Uh, Sweeney Todd is um, packing his stash of jewels. Yeah, valuable. All the stuff that he siphoned off, getting yep. ready to leave town. And Joanna and Tobias are swapping clothes. Yes, they swap clothes. Because she's going to go back to the shop. Yeah, she's going to go to the shop and be the new assistant. And it specifically says, we've swapped clothes. Yeah. I mean, she's twice the size of this kid. Yeah, this kid's like 12, 13 maybe. Probably younger than that. Probably younger than that. But she's not as... I mean, it sounds like she's big. She's no, she's not, not a big, small woman. But she's, she's not a child. She's an boy. adult. Yeah. He's a child. This kid is a child. There's no way she could fit in his clothes. No, but she fits perfectly in his clothes, but her clothes are far too big for him. Yeah. <laughs> so he's running around in this massive dress. Yeah. It was just really weird. <laughs> it was, was really like, weird. Why is this happening? I d- you can't imagine a young boy putting, putting a dress in the 30s either, but it happened. I mean, he's, he's very much not oh, happy think, about wearing this. Do you think that, like, the audiences were rolling around yeah, at absolutely. this in the, yeah, they're in the aisles? There's a, there's a kid in the dress. That's funny. He's not happy about being in this dress. He makes no bones about the fact that he's not happy about having to wear a lady's dress. Um, she looks great in the, the men's costume. Yeah. Or the boys' costume. So she goes to the shop uh, because she's going to pretend. She's basically doing the same thing that Mark's just done. She's going to go and try yeah. and catch him in disguise because Sweeney Todd is not good at picking up when people are in disguise all she's done is put a bit of muck on her face yep oh it's cinders from the fire yeah. wasn't it tobias did it for her um so she gets there she knocks on his door she says i'm your new apprentice tobias has cleared off somewhere uh, i'm gonna be the new one he doesn't recognize her at all even though he's madly in love with her um, and he says right sweep the floor do something useful there's a there's a cut here as well where pearly's like eating a pie yeah and he's like Oh, I wonder where the bodies are. Yeah. And the camera focuses on this part. And I just thought it was quite interesting because this movie never outright says Mrs. Lovett is chopping people up. No, it never never actually says it. Yeah. You just know the story, yeah. I guess. But yeah, that's interesting. You're right. Um, whilst Joanna is sweeping, she either accidentally or on purpose drops a purse on the floor. Yeah. To And reveals who she is. Well, Sweeney... So reveals that she's not the person that she says. Yeah, because Sweeney's so Todd is like, oh, why has she got a bag full of money? Yeah. Uh, so they fight. Now, this was weird as well. <laughs> yeah. Because he didn't strike her or anything. No. She just went limp. She just passed out. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose you can't have a man punching a woman yeah, in a film, not. but yeah, they basically fight and then all of a sudden she's unconscious. Yeah, so he puts her in a cupboard. It, it looked like she, he'd done it by mistake. It looked like mm. he didn't mean to knock her out. Uh, and then he locks her in the cupboard. And then he sets the place on fire. He does. He goes under into the basement, piles up all the furniture, gets some hay from somewhere that's kindling, yeah. sets that on fire and the whole place goes up. Um, and then he leaves with his valuables. Um, Nan discovers Tobias in the dress. She she's not falling for this ruse. She can pick up disguises. <laughs> um, she tells she goes to find Mark. She tells Mark Joanna's gone, and they all he's run at, to the shop. she's at Sweeney Todd's. Yeah, yeah, that's she, what... she's gone. He's at Sweeney Todd's. They all run there. Meanwhile, there's a small crowd gathering outside the shop because they've spotted the fire. Yeah, there's all smoke coming out. Of the Sweeney window. Todd's not left town. He's just over the road yeah, watching. He's this literally whole thing just behind down. his letterbox, yeah. uh, phone box again. Um. And he, then he opens the purse that Joanna dropped on the floor. Yeah. And in it is the necklace that he gave her earlier. Yeah. And he realizes who he's left in this fire. Yeah, he shrugs it off. Yeah, he's not like, bothered. Oh, fair enough. Um, Mark shows up literally screaming her name. Um, runs into the shop like a fucking superhero. Uh, finds her in the cupboard. Um, th- and because he's gone in, Todd's like, well, I'm not going to get away with this now. So he runs back in. But he still could have... <laughs> he still could have done a runner. Yeah, but I think he he didn't want Mark to have Joanna, did he? 
No, and that ended up being more vital to him than the, the money, the I money. guess. Yeah. Because he, he he was gonna leave, and then when he saw Mark arrive, yeah, he didn't want Mark to be the hero. He runs back. Or in. that he he was that in love with Joanna that he yeah. couldn't bear to it. But but that I think that just left me cold because I didn't. The strength of his feelings for her weren't because no, he he realized just before that who me. she was. Yeah, and didn't go back in at that point. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, it was messy. It was a little bit. The ending of this one was a little bit messy. They, Mark and Sweeney Todd then fight in the shop whilst the shop's on fire. Um, Mark manages to knock him out yep. and he grabs Joanna, carries her out like a superhero. Happens to lay her down using a pi- uh, for her pillow the bag <laughs> Todd's full bag of, of Sweeney Todd's yeah. jewels. He basically wakes her up with a kiss and they are lying on Todd's valuables. Um, Todd, <laughs> Sweeney Todd, meanwhile, has been knocked out on top of his trap door trap door chair and the fire burns the lever which triggers the chair to spin yeah and he falls through um the we basically to his death although we do not we do see not a body. Know that but he, the basement is massively on fire yes it is very much and on he fire. falls into that basement and we basically get a screen full of flame yeah and then we cut back to the modern day 1936 yeah I forgot about that we yeah, forgot that this is a flashback from a, a film uh, the barber's basically finishing up telling his story. Um, he is terrified, this man, that he's telling this story. Yeah, because all the while, the barber's telling his story and he's sharpening, sharpening his, his blade. blade. And the man runs away. And as he runs out of the shop, who should he run into? A man selling pies. Yeah. And then the film ends. Yep. That's it. That's your, your story. Yeah, that's it. What do you think? Look, I had a good... I enjoyed watching this uh, because it is just so different to anything we've done before. <laughs> Completely um, different. It's going to be hard to put in a stream table because yes. is it any good? I don't know. Uh, I don't know how I'm judging it. I'll pull, I don't think the performances are good. Uh, it's it is cheap even even though it's ninety years old. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Do you, you know you you are seeing sets wobble. It was uh, yeah. It would but, have been cheap even at the time. It was yeah. It was made as a cheap movie. But it was one of these quota quickies to. There is an element of charm to it. Yeah. Because it's so hammy. It's so hammy. Todd Slaughter is the definition of ham in the dictionary. I I think you can tell this guy is a stage actor because he is playing to the cheap seats. Yeah, absolutely. That's what this performance is. Yeah. Uh, And no one else is in this movie. And it's really odd juxtaposition. (laughs) He really shows up everybody else. He's... He's in a different movie. He's in a different movie to everybody else. He's acting... In a very different style to everybody else yeah. is doing. He, this is his one man show. But it kind of works. Happen to be there. It does happen. It does work. Um, I don't know if it's any good. I suspect it's not. But I, I kind of enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed it. It is. It isn't good. I mean, but I don't think it was ever intended to be good. Yeah. I think it was always intended. Even back it's in nineteen thirty six. Is it a bottom of the stream movie from from nineteen thirty six? Even yeah, upon it its release. Well, I've I've forgotten to give you a fact that I found out at the beginning of the film so i'm going to give it you now um this film is one of over 200 titles in the list of independent feature films made available for television presenter presentation by advanced television pictures announced in the motion picture herald on the 4th of april 1942 so basically when tv was invented somebody goes we could probably put films on tv here's a list of 200 films that could go on tv this was one of those films. okay that procedure that plan was completely cut off by the second world war yeah so everybody was like we could put all these films on tv 
and then nobody ever put any films on TV because there's a war going mm-hmm. on. Would not continue to develop until 1946. And because of poor documentation, no record has yet been found of its initial television broadcast. Okay. However, its earliest documented telecast occurred on Saturday the 25th of November 1944 on New York City's pioneer television station, WNBT. Oh, so it was almost eight years before it was even ever shown to anybody. Other than in a cinema, which nobody yeah, yeah. would have gone to see, yeah. it was it was actually released as a double bill in the cinema with a film that was called The Return of the Frog, <laughs> which was a sequel of a film called The Frog. Okay, so nobody would have ever seen it in the cinema. It was eight years before anybody ever really seen it on TV, and even then, in nineteen forty six, not many people had TVs. Mm-hmm. So there's a possibility that nobody's really ever seen this film. It has had a bit of a resurgence in America recently. Um, it's actually quite quite well regarded in American old movie culture. Okay. A lot of Americans like it. Like you say, it isn't very good. It was never made to be any good. It isn't supposed to be any good. Yeah. But it's entertaining for what it is. It's the it's story hour, of Sweeney I, Ted. It's yeah. an, it, Sweeney Ted? <laughs> Super Ted. It's an hour long. It flies by. And, and maybe that's what it's got going for it. You know, you yeah. know these people. You know these characters. You know yeah. the story. Um, it's, uh, it's just a, an old version of that. It's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's more subtle in some ways than I expected because no one ever says outright this lady is cutting these people up and putting them in parties. no it's very it much implied but it's implied. never actually said i i i'm i'm really glad i watched it me too it i'm is, really glad i picked it, it. I'm, I'm happy with it as a wild card yeah. choice i'm not expecting to win the wild card race this season but i'm happy that i picked it yeah and i'd happily oh, it's a good choice i'd, I'd happily I'd maybe like do another do old film in the future on yeah. bottom of the stream there are other old films on netflix there just needs to have been a lot added lately actually i i believe they've done a deal with some uh there's a lot of old scandinavian movies yes there is i think they've done a deal with with a i think it's a swedish production company yeah um but yeah look this is a great change of pace i've got to say what's the best thing about it Uh, oh that's a good question um (laughs) todd slaughter finding todd slaughter he is the most memorable thing about this yeah he's he's in like i say he's in a different movie he knew that role Back to front, you could tell he'd been. You could tell he'd done it two thousand times on stage. Yeah. He knows that character. He is that character. He's he still. He looks that book like that Sweeney Todd. That book that I mentioned earlier, the Sweeney Todd might be a true person. Is dedicated to Todd Slaughter. Yeah, and there's a whole section about him in it. Yeah. He is Sweeney Todd. He personifies that role. I think he's the best thing about it. What's, what would you change about it? I think that's obvious. I think you cut out that whole jungle sequence. Uh, does not fly for me. No. That I. I'd cut that whole sequence out and maybe show him murdering a couple more people. Do you know I should see him murder one person? Yeah. Because so, uh, Captain Mark could have found those pearls in any number of ways. Yeah. Could have dug them up. He could, he could just the, tell the story the, of what happened. The trader could have still just died because he yeah. was an old dude. Yeah. You know. It's, yeah. Just tell the story of what happened. You don't yeah. need to show it. it. It looked really cheap, that section as well. Yeah. It didn't look... You could tell we weren't in Africa. <laughs> you was, could tell it, we weren't even I, on a it, ship. I thought it also really interrupted the flow, putting it that did, caption. Yeah. I was like, well, I, don't, I didn't care. Yeah. I was just like, I didn't care. Yeah. I didn't want it was to almost like these a people. byproduct of a silent movie era, that yeah. was, how it was suddenly telling you where we were. Yeah, it cut that whole sequence out and just give us a few more minutes. He never, cut, he never cuts anybody's throat in the whole film. No. He never, what happens to Miss Lovett? What happens to Mrs. Lovett? You don't know. He never tells you... He talks about polishing people off, but never actually does it. He only kills one person. Yeah. I think, give me a few more murders, make it a bit more grisly. We need to talk stream table now. Yep. We've been putting it off, but we need to do it. Yeah, let's do it.
Do you want me to read up from the bottom? Um, okay. There's 15 films in the stream table currently. Currently, a 15th is set up. Eight remains. Target. Hard times. Comes a bright day. The top 10 are The Land of Steady Habits. In nine, The Parts You Lose. Eight, All at Sea. Seven, Robot Overlords. Six, XOXO. Five is Bodygam. Four is Pentagram. Three is The Trip. Two is Ghosts at War. Ghosts of War. And one is Summit of the Gods. Where does Sweeney Todd and the Demon Barber of Fleet Street go in that table, Nick? I think it goes number one, personally. Serious? No. <laughs> I just want to beat I wanted to beat I thought you were... <laughs> That you were trying to do me after, again after last <laughs> week. Uh, do you, okay, total gut reaction, uh, seventh. Above Robot Overlord? Yeah. I will take it because I was going to say eighth. So. I've, I've literally just thrown a dart <laughs> in that list. That was, that's just, I've not thought about it. I didn't want to think about it because it would be difficult and that's my gut reaction, seventh. This is weird now. I'm going to talk you down. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> On my wildcard pick, I think Robot Overlord is slightly better than this. Oh, look, you, how do you compare? You can't. Right, if you want it down one, let's move it down you can't. one. It's I'd, definitely better than all at sea. Yeah. I think it's a bit of a disservice to Ben Kingsley to put this back. <laughs> You're probably right. Let's go eight. Eighth. How weird that I've just talked myself down. Yeah. Where's your uh, wild card? Seventh. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Where are the rest of the wild cards? Is Sam, was Sam's the trip? Yes, it was. And Ross's was Summit of the Gods. We've just got Jordan's to play. Yeah. Jordan's always last. That's fine. It's tradition. Needs to be better. No, it's tradition. It is tradition. Cool. Okay, so yeah, you can beat me in the wild card race this season. First time for everything. Uh, I think it's happened every time. But <laughs> there we go. Um, close run thing. Very much so. Very much so. That being said, look, I, mean, I despite that, yeah, great choice. Thank you. It was just something a little bit different. Yeah, hundred percent. And we've learned a lot about Todd Slaughter. Oh, so this episode's going to be probably game. longer than the movie. I, it, it, yeah. <laughs> I thought we'd struggle to get an episode out. No, no, no. I we didn't. really haven't. Wouldn't she no, when I saw how long it was before yeah. we'd watched it, I knew yeah. after we'd watched it we wouldn't. We've gone longer than we normally do, so all good. We need next week's film. We do. Would Shall we get Robin out? Let's do it. Robin is in the room. He's going to pick us a film. Are you ready? Go for it, Robin. It has picked a film called The CEO. Okay. Any ideas? None whatsoever. Okay, let me look it up on IMDb. The CEO is described as a drama mystery thriller. I like a drama it's mystery my favorite, thriller. My favourite type. It's from 2016. It runs for an hour and 45 minutes and is not in the English language. Okay, where are we going? We, unbelievably, are going to Nigeria. Oh, amazing. This is a Nigerian film. I'm already excited. <laughs> Um, according to this, the languages spoken in this film are English, French, Arabic, Yorobi, Swahili, and Chinese. Brilliant. <laughs> so there's all sorts of shit going on. So hopefully it's got... Multicultural. Sh- it's got a dub first. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're in now. Fuck's sake, man. Do you want a synopsis? Yes. Five top-level staff of a company are selected for a retreat when th- where the new CEO of the global company will be chosen. What starts off as cordial soon goes sour as they attempt to outdo one another to be named the CEO. Okay, I'm on board. This sounds like fun. <laughs> it does. It's 5.7 on IMDb. It only has 122 ratings. Though. Wow. Okay. Excited? Yeah, very. Let's go and watch it then. So we're going to go and watch the CEO. In the meantime, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd at BOTS underscore podcast. If you want to drop us an email, our email address is bottom of the stream at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website, bottom of the stream.com. On the website, you will find every episode we've ever recorded, all six season stream tables, uh, loads of other cool stuff. And you can even get some merch if you want to buy a bottom of the stream. Flip flop. Flip flop. Just, just one. Yeah, just a flip. 
Just to flip, no flops. Yeah. We don't sell flops. <laughs> well, although we only do flops. <laughs> this is what we do here. Um, after you've done all that, head over to Patreon, patreon.com slash bottom of the stream. On there for a couple of quid every month, you will get early access to episodes. You will get bonus episodes. You will get a newsletter that Nick writes every month. And if you come in at the top level, you can do what I've just done and play a wild card, which means you get to pick the film that we watch. And then when you've done all of that, head into Discord. Discord is a group of wonderful film-loving people who will chat to you, talk to you, play games with you, watch films with you, do everything you want. You can have a nice, join this nice little community where we do watch-alongs and all sorts of cool stuff. Yeah. The Discord link will be in the bottom of the show notes. Uh, come and find us there. It's good time. We need to organise the next watch-along. We need to get Robert 2 done. Okay. We'll sort that out. If you can spare a few minutes, please consider leaving us a review. Anywhere you can review or rate podcasts. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Podchaser, Podbean, uh, Cephalopod, uh, iHeartRadio. <laughs> Cephalopod's been closed for ages. <laughs> don't, don't try and find us. Pandora, uh, all the places you can get podcasts. We are on those places. Come find us. Let's Do have it. more fun. Do it. And then when you've done that, go out and watch The CEO. And we'll be back on Monday for The Wave and next Thursday for The Movie Show. Cheers. Bye.